We are here to help you, Kathy. Hey, you're recording. I know. That's why I said that. Hi, and welcome to the Kaplan Connect. I'm your host, Fire Chief Scott Freitag. And with me today, the wonderful Suzanne Dixon, our administrative manager. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank you for being here today. I appreciate it. We also have Kathy on the mixer. Good morning. Good morning. And, and her son is with us. War. He's here hanging out. He's waving. Yeah. Good to see you. Um, so there are a lot of questions. And since I've been here almost 10 years, the end of this month will be 10 years, Suzanne. Um, what I found in Arizona is that we're a little different. When I lived in Missouri, everyone was in some sort of emergency services jurisdiction. Uh, the, they all had fire protection, whether it was volunteer or paid, they had fire protection. And I think a lot of people in other states have that same setup. So folks moving here from California or Texas or wherever, they have that coverage. And in Arizona, it's different because when I moved here, one of the first things I dealt with was an out-of-district response, so outside our jurisdictional boundaries where there's no jurisdiction, and we didn't respond to the call. Or we responded to a call, but all we did was try to keep the fire from progressing into the urban interface or uh, catching one of the homes that's either in district or has a contract with us. So you deal with that a lot. And we thought today we would pose the question to folks, are you in district? It's a good question. How do you, how do you find out? Well, the easiest way to find out is to call our office and we'll look it up for you. Um, you can look it up yourself on the county GIS. Um, you would type in your address or your parcel number, find it, go to special districts. If it says Central Yavapai or Chino Valley, you're in one of the fire district's jurisdictions. If it says NA, you are either in the city of Prescott's jurisdiction or you are in the county, which has no fire protection. Right, which is a, a challenge for people because a lot of folks don't know when they move into a house, especially if it's a rental, whether or not they have fire protection. And and we did try. At one point, we did uh, go to the legislature. We wanted to have something put on the seller's disclosure statement or on a rental agreement that said, hey, this property is or is not within a fire protection area, whether it's the city of Prescott or CAFA's jurisdiction. Um, you're either in or you're not. And we could not get that through. Uh, so really the best way, like you said, is to call the front office. You can also visit the county's website. So what are some ways if somebody's not in the district, so they don't have coverage from us, what are some of the ways that they could get coverage? Well, there are two options. Um, you can be annexed into the district. If your, your property is contiguous with our jurisdiction. So if across the street is our boundary, then yes, you can be annexed. Okay. Um, if you are not eligible for annexation, you can purchase a fire protection agreement from us. Um, I know there's been a lot of comments, rumors, myths, whatever you want to call them, um, that it's, it's so much more expensive to do that. And the honest truth is it's $50 a year more to have right. a fire protection agreement than if you were within our boundaries already. 
the the amount of the contract is based on the the assessed valuation of the home right. and our tax rate. So same amount as if you were annexed, except for the fifty dollar administrative fee. Okay, and so for those who rent properties, if if you buy a pro if you purchase a home and it's not in district, you can see if there's a, a boundary that touches our boundary, and you can use state land as part of that boundary or yes. even Prescott national forest as part of that boundary to annex in. Um, if you rent, can you still get a contract? Yes. So, yes. so if you rent uh, a home or property from someone and that home or property is not within our jurisdictional boundaries, you can still call the office, find out if you're in district. And if not, then you can get a contract with us. Absolutely. The homeowner or property owner has to apply for annexation. Right. But for a fire protection agreement, either party can get that. Right. So it, it's interesting because you would think, you know, a lot of folks were surprised out uh, 89A towards Mingus West and Legend Hills that Prescott Ridge is not actually part of our district. And that's because they haven't had over 50% of the homeowners that wanted to annex in. So those who want contracts with us have obtained contracts. Those who don't want coverage have opted not to get a contract and not to annex into the district. That is a personal choice. That's right. It and is. Um, it's, it's also sometimes more complicated for the, the annexation piece. Right. Um, because maybe you want to annex and you just need one neighbor to that that makes your boundary but that neighbor doesn't want to annex. Right. So your only option then would be fire protection agreement. There are a lot of people that we get the calls saying I have to do this because my insurance is going to drop me if I don't have right. fire protection. So there are benefits to paying for that contract. Sure. And I, I've heard some people say, listen, I have enough money to replace the house. I don't need you. Okay. That's fine. Uh, now on medical calls. So the, the area is covered by CON certificates of necessity for ambulances and both lifeline AMR and priority have CONs that cover nearly 9,000 square miles. So in those areas, uh, out in Paulden or even Prescott Ridge, if you call 911 for a medical, one of those ambulances is going to respond. Doesn't matter which one. If you're in Paulden, one of those two ambulances should be responding to you. Um, and it should be the closest appropriate ambulance that is dispatched to your emergency. It's just fire's not responding because it's not in our jurisdiction. And typically, we're not notified that there's a call. Um because it's outside of our jurisdictional boundaries. Right. We 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 wouldn't even know there was an emergency right to respond to be, because they're not in our boundaries. Right. When someone annexes or purchases a contract with us, we send out notifications. So PRCC mm -hmm. gets the notification, they know now, oh, that property has a contract or they're they've been annexed into the district. Um, the county, there's a, a whole list of people who get notified when sure. when someone purchases a contract or annexes. 
so that we know which emergency services to send. Right. And, you know, it's an interesting dynamic. So a lot of people look at their tax bill and they see the fire district assistance tax, F at that. And they say, well, I already pay taxes for fire protection. And the reality is that's not what FDAT does. FDAT is in place through uh, the gasoline tax. I think it's the gasoline tax. I can't remember. But it it's a tax that folks pay so that we'll respond outside of our jurisdictional boundaries on highways and roadways, but only to a certain distance because otherwise no one would respond to a motor vehicle crash there. Um, so that's where everyone in the state pays FDAP, but that's not paying property taxes for our services. Unfortunately, it costs money to keep firefighters in the stations, equipment in the stations, stations in general, right. uh, support personnel. We have to have revenue for that. So if nobody paid into the system until they needed help, there would be nobody to respond. That's that's true. And as a public body, we are responsible for managing the taxpayer dollars that fund us well. Mm-hmm. Responding to um, a, someone's medical emergency or even a house fire outside of our jurisdiction means our taxpayers are now paying for that person's right. coverage. Um, it also puts the agency at liability. What were you if someone were to get injured or even die on a scene, why were you there? Why, why were you at that call and not, yes. not here where I pay taxes for you to respond? Exactly. That delay created a problem. But one correction, FDAT is not through the gasoline tax, different tax. Uh, but so statutorily, we're we're really required to be within our jurisdictional boundaries unless we have a mutual aid or auto aid agreement uh, with folks. Now, structure fire with uh, life safety issues or someone in danger in the structure, we will respond out for that. Um, But if it's a house that doesn't have an agreement and is not within our jurisdictional boundaries, we'll respond to make sure that the the fire doesn't get into the urban interface. And typically we'll have some folks that have contracts uh, around that structure. And so we're protecting their homes, but there's not much we're going to do with the other one other than try to contain the fire to where it is. Um, and I know it's a challenge for people because they look at that and say, well, no, I have the right to protection. And the reality is you do if you pay taxes for it, if you pay into the system. Right. We we get a lot of phone calls. We get a lot of the the questions. Why, why wouldn't you come out in an emergency? Isn't that mm-hmm. your job? Um, it is. But there has to be the balance, and we we can't be everywhere, right, at once. And like like you said, we can't we can't respond to someone who's not in our jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. That takes away resources from the people who are actually paying for the service. Right. Um, it is it's not a greed thing. It's not just about money. No. It's really about being responsible for the the funds that we're provided, right. We have to be responsible to our taxpayers, our taxpaying citizens, and be there for them. We want to cover everybody. I mean, that's just in our nature. And again, coming from Missouri, that's what I was used to. Everyone had coverage. For whatever reason in the state of Arizona, uh, the decision was made 
that no, you're not going to be required to pay for services. You can choose whether or not you want them. Unfortunately, there are some folks that move in, whether they're renting a property or purchasing a property, who just don't know. And we've tried to put signs up in different areas. We've tried to send uh, trifolds home uh, bilingual with kids from school. We tried to go door to door. We've done radio. Now we're doing podcast. We've done newspaper articles trying to get the word out um, so that folks understand you need to ask yourself. We're even doing social media now. Kathy had a great post the other day for folks. Um, but some of the pushback we get is, well, I don't have a computer. I'm not on social media. I don't listen to the radio. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't read the newspaper. I don't have kids. There's only so much we can do and and we try. Um, I know Chief Johnson with Verde Valley Fire and myself have been trying to set up meetings with the county and we've met with some of the county officials about, hey, is there another way for us to approach fire districts just in general? And you know, one of the upsides of, of trying to do something with the county would be the county has the ability to implement some sort of tax that would be public safety. And maybe if we partnered with the county and did that, then everyone would simply have to pay taxes into the system and then everyone would have coverage. Um, our jurisdictional boundaries would expand. We'd have a, a little bit more call volume, but we wouldn't run into these other issues that there's a legal side to it that prevents us from responding and people choose not to get the coverage, not to pay for coverage, and then we get blamed for it. Yes. So true story. Um, we were visiting with some friends and um, I had just the previous week, we were checking the burn permit website mm -hmm. to see if someone outside of our jurisdiction, if we were able to get a burn permit on the burn on that website, you if you didn't live in the district. And I just randomly on GIS grabbed a property that was just outside of our boundaries, happened to be friends of ours. Mm -hmm. And so the the following weekend we were spending some time with them and I told them like, hey, you know, like this coincidental thing happened. I just grabbed your property because it was out of our district. And they looked at me like I was from another planet. Like, what? We're not in your district? Yeah. What does that mean? Well, it means you don't belong in the fire district. We won't come if there's a fire. They they were just astonished. Right. Nobody had told them. So um, – Definitely. If if you have any questions, give us a call. Right. And I don't understand the pushback personally on having that on the seller's disclosure statement or uh, having that in a rental agreement that, hey, this property is not within a, a fire service jurisdiction. Um, but there's ways for us to, to provide coverage. And it's just an educational thing. And I, I don't understand the pushback um, in the real estate industry on that because I, I think it's in the best interest of folks who are buying, uh, especially if they can get in district. Because what happens is they call their insurance. Insurance says, where's the closest fire station? They say it's five miles away. Well, neither the insurance company or the person in the home knows that, okay, the, the fire station is five miles away, but 
you're not in the district, you're not in anybody's jurisdiction, you don't have a response for fire. And that will impact your insurance, property insurance. It, it absolutely does. I have a really good friend who's a real estate broker and probably eight or nine years ago when I was still pretty new mm -hmm. here and learning about fire protection contracts and all of that um, was explaining to him like this is this is a real thing. This is mm -hmm. what happens. People buy houses. They don't know they're not in the fire district. Here are their options. Um, so now he calls me anytime he's selling right. a house that he's not sure about. Hey, Suzanne is I'm showing a property today. Is it in your district? And I'll look and let him know. Yes, it's covered. No, it's not. So he's at least doing that on his own. Right. Um, it is. I don't understand the pushback either. I I do know that if I say my house is haunted, mm -hmm. the real estate agent has to disclose that. So I don't understand why there's pushback about fire protection. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I mean, I know they're long forms, but it's a pretty easy question. Um, and it, it's something that folks should know. We want folks to be in our jurisdiction. We want to be able to respond for your emergency, but we need you to be in our district. Or, you know, if you're in the city of Prescott, we have an automatic aid agreement. Right. You know, that that works. If you're in mayor, we have a mutual aid agreement. The difference is it's automatic with the city of Prescott. Mutual aid is, hey, do you have an, a unit available to respond to assist? And typically with mayor, we, we do have someone. But we're going into an agency that has coverage by another fire service agency with whom we have an agreement. But outside of our jurisdictional boundaries where there's nobody, basically you have the sheriff's department and you have an ambulance service. Um, and again, it should be the closest appropriate ambulance that responds to your emergency when you call 911. Right. And we're working with uh, Prescott Regional Communications because having the two ambulance services up here is new. And so, you know, there's certainly some some bumps as we work through the CAD system and, and those types of things that, for the changes. But overall, I, th I think we're in a, a good place with that. But if you're out there, you know, just go to the website. Uh, Kathy, I shared the post, the, the Central Arizona Fire and Medical Authority post to my personal account. And last night I had uh, just a comment from someone that said, I'm in. Um, so they actually went and looked. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, my big encouragement, like you guys said, is just share the information. Make sure your neighbors know about it. Anyone moving in knows about it. And if if you're moving to the area, and whether you're looking to rent or to buy, it's a question you should ask the real estate agent or the, the, the leasing agent. Hey, does this have fire protection or not? And if not, can I get a contract on it? Or is there a way to annex into uh, the jurisdictional boundaries of the closest fire agency? Absolutely. So it's all about knowledge. And that's our intent today because we want to help people. So what we do, right, Suzanne? We are very helpful. You are helpful. And the ladies in the front office are also very helpful. Absolutely. So they will absolutely look up your address for you and give you any information you need. It's the only reason that I typically stay out of trouble. <laughs> it's because I have great people that I get to work with. So, Suzanne, thank you so much for coming on. Kathy and Moore, thank you for uh, being here again yes, today. Thanks. Kathy, any last words, comments? Nope. <laughs> she's laughing. All right. She's happy. That's good. All right. Well, 
Thank you for watching. If you have questions uh, in between, please call our office at 928-772-7711 or visit our website at cazfire.gov. Music.